Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Any questions? Podcast all about pregnancy, conception, trying to conceive, fertility, hopefully one day motherhood. <laughs> but for now, we're just sort of talking in the hypotheticals because I'm still on my TTC trying to conceive journey. Today's topic is all about dogs and babies or pets and babies. So will my dog like my baby and vice versa? Will my baby like my dog? I know this is a big topic, especially for um, millennials. Are we still being called like millennials? <laughs> People in my age group, um, many of which are starting families later and do have pets, dogs, sometimes cats, you know, whatever in the family. And it's sort of a little, I, I say not that, you know, nothing against cats, not my favorite. I'm a dog person, but I think cats are a little bit less of a like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Will my cat like my baby? It's just not, um, I don't know. Cats are pretty independent. <laughs> I think if they didn't like your kid, they would just, you know, be elsewhere. Um, whereas dogs may be a little bit more in your face. You know, you got to walk them a few times. They need that sort of engagement. They're more needy, let's be honest. So I think it's a bigger uh, deal to consider what life will be like if you bring a baby home uh, into a house with a dog. And I do want to give a shout out to Sabrina, who left me a voice memo a couple weeks ago um, with just super lovely feedback. But on top of that, requested an episode all about dogs because she, like me, and I'm sure like you if you're listening, has a dog at home and is a little bit concerned about what's going to happen when she's pregnant, when she has a baby, how the dog is going to react. And I thought that is a great idea for a topic. Um, I did have it on my list as something that I wanted to talk about in the future. And I do think um, if knock on wood, I get to become pregnant and have a baby one day. This is definitely a good topic to revisit. Maybe some things that uh, worked for me and my family, but I also think it's a good idea to talk about it in a hypothetical and just sort of voice uh, concerns and worries. If, um, if you haven't figured it out by now, one of the themes of this podcast is very much like, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on babies or pregnancy or conception or fertility. I'm not an expert on dogs. Um, I'm not really an expert on anything, but uh, I am in the same boat as you. And I think it's sometimes very helpful. You know, a lot of podcasts out there are by experts, by Uh, dog trainers and doctors and nurses and midwives and all these other things. And it's amazing to get that expertise, that knowledge. Um, But sometimes it can feel a little bit uh, like you're alone um, and that everyone out there has the answer. And it can be a little bit intimidating almost to hear all of this research, all these things you should be doing, all these things you should know. And I think it's kind of nice just to hear from someone who's like, hey, hands up, me too. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, I'm also worried about this. Let's chat it through together. And even if we don't come up with any solutions, at least it's you know a little bit comforting to know that other people are in this same boat. So that's where I'm at. Not a dog expert, not a baby expert don't really have the answer here and know that there are so many experts out there. I know one that I found uh, is an Instagram account called dog meets baby. Um, Absolutely an expert. Uh, I believe the person who runs it is a, I don't know, certified if that's the right word, but (laughs) uh, experienced dog trainer. And they have all of these wonderful uh, videos and lessons and courses and tools about um, how 
dogs should meet babies and how to keep your dog and your baby safe. So definitely check that one out. Again, I think it's called just dog meets baby. If you type that into Instagram or into Google, I'm sure you will find them. Um, but I actually found, uh, a, I, I'm promoting this person, but now I'm just going <laughs> to completely 180 that. Um, I have been following that account for a little while and actually found I had to um, mute or unfollow because it was getting to that point where it was feeling a little bit intimidating. And I was feeling like almost like a failure, like the, every single video I saw, every single um, tip or whatever, I was like, either overwhelmed, like, oh my god, I have to save this, I have to remember this, I have to teach my dog this, which is a little bit uh, premature, considering I'm not even pregnant yet. Um, and then also just feeling like sort of guilty of like, oh my god, why doesn't my dog know this? Like, oh my god, my dog's never going to be able to do this, I'm not going to be able to teach them that. Um, and just sort of feeling like, oh crap, like, I'm already screwed, you know, my dog and my baby are already going to start off on the wrong foot, because I can't do these things that this expert is telling me to do. So I actually found for my own mental health, I needed to not look at that account anymore. But um, I do want to find some sort of a middle ground where I can hear from experts and probably waiting until I actually am pregnant and a little farther along in this journey. Um, but also like maintaining my own mental health and uh, being fine with the fact that I'm not going to become a dog trainer. And I probably will not do this perfectly. So <laughs> Uh, that being said, I want to just chat about some of the things I'm kind of worried about when it comes to introducing my dog to my future baby, as well as sort of my plan, very loose terms plan here of, you know, what I want to do moving forward and uh, once the baby comes. So <laughs> things I'm worried about, it's a lengthy list. Um, just like for some reason, when I sat down to write this, the very first thing I thought about was that actual day that I go into labor and, you know, we head to the hospital or birthing center or wherever we're giving birth. Um, and just the actual logistics of having to figure out, okay, someone needs to get into our home and, uh, you know, take care of our dog. And we don't know how long we're going to be gone for. So maybe they're going to need to walk the dog multiple times. Maybe they'll need to stay overnight. Maybe they'll need to take the dog to their house. And I, I know this is something that obviously we can talk about, you know, my husband and I, we can talk to very close friends and family members and just say like, hey, can you be our on-call dog person? Um, but just the logistics of that for some reason worries me. And, uh, you know, the people that our dog is most used to and most comfortable with would probably be our moms. But I imagine my mom and my husband's mom probably want to be, um, I don't think they'll be in the labor room, but, you know, they want to be available to uh, be there for us if we need them and, you know, come to the hospital or birthing center or whatever and meet the baby. So I don't think they're going to want to be on dog duty. So that is just the first thing that I need to figure out again, no time soon, but something I am thinking about. Um, obviously, I'm thinking about how my dog is going to adjust to us bringing the baby home. Um, she is not a big fan of, you know, anytime we get food delivery or <laughs> Amazon packages or something like that. So even just coming through the door with the baby. And I know, again, that uh, Dog Meets Baby Instagram account, there are all these tips for like how you should actually walk in with your baby. And I just like, I don't want to get that wrong. And that feels so um, intimidating already. Uh, so just that first reaction of us bringing the baby home and then just the baby being in their space. I think our dog is going to be very um, sensitive to noises. So the baby crying or whatever other noises they make, I can see, I can already see my dog's ears sort of perking up being like, what the heck's that? Um, so I'm a little bit worried about how uh, she'll adjust to just having this new tiny little human in her, in her home. Um, a big issue is definitely our dog uh, loves to be close to us. So when we're on the couch, 
to the point where multiple times I have to like get up and move her over because she's sort of wedged herself in so close to me that like I no longer have space for my butt on the couch. She's sort of gotten in underneath there. Uh, she likes to be very, very close to us. She sleeps with us in our bed, which like, you know, we probably shouldn't have been, like encouraged, but she does. She likes it. It's comfy. We we just let it happen. Um, and I know both of those, according to the dog trainers, are like big no-nos. You're not supposed to let your dog sleep in the bed with you. Um, even if you're not planning to co-sleep, I think nobody like really sets out, eh, not nobody. Um, a lot of families, especially in North America, are told, you know, you're not supposed to co-sleep, but it, it happens. Inevitably, you're doing like a late night feeding or something like that, and you just happen to sit down on the bed or maybe lie down. The baby comes in, it's early morning, you decide it's, you know, it's fine. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that because she doesn't like it. Even, you know, if we roll over in bed, if we get too close to her, she kind of growls a little bit. So I'm sure she's not going to love uh, a little baby being in that space, especially in the middle between us. That's, that's her spot. Um, on the couch, you know, if we're sitting there, if we're feeding the baby or just holding the baby and she's on the couch with us, I think that's going to be a concern. I'm a little bit worried about that as well. Her just feeling like she's getting pushed out and then, um, if she reacts badly to that, if she growls or if she nips or something like that. I'm worried about her feeling overall, just sort of feeling neglected. Like if she doesn't think we are spending enough time with her, if everything seems to be more centered on this baby and she's um, constantly being told to like get off or move or go away, um, getting scolded. Uh, I just imagine that it can feel very uh, confusing for a dog, right? I mean, we always joke that like she doesn't have a ton of brain cells, not a lot going on upstairs. She's the most hilarious you'll like throw a treat on the floor and she has no idea where it went um but I, I can see that being a very confusing and sort of hurtful feeling for a dog to you know these things that a week ago were totally fine are all of a sudden not and there's a new person here making weird noises taking up your favorite people's time and I get it that's why you have the dog trainers who you know come in and and work with you before you actually give birth and to put these boundaries in place so it doesn't feel weird and new to your dog. But just, I don't know, it makes me sad. <laughs> um, I'm worried about her walks. I'm worried, first of all, are we even going to like have time and energy to walk her? We only walk her three times a day and not very long. She's pretty small. She doesn't need a ton of exercise. Um, but, you know, if I'm on my fourth day of not having a shower and not having slept, am I even going to want to do that? And then when we do walk her, she, um, she's a rescue. So she's got a little bit of like reactivity issues with other dogs. She gets a little bit barky. She gets a little bit nervous and jumpy at them. Um, and that's a pain in the butt just right now walking her. So I can't even imagine if I had a stroller or a baby or a diaper bag and she is also trying to like pull and go wild and go bark in the face of a big dog. Like that's going to be very difficult and our neighborhood is very dog friendly there are dogs everywhere so <laughs> it's already uh, a bit of a problem and i yeah can't imagine adding a stroller into the mix that's going to be tough um as i talked about in my last episode we are planning to do this big baby trip where we uh go abroad for you know 10 plus months with our child during the parental leave that we get here in canada and obviously having a dog is making that a lot harder there are areas of the world where it is easier to bring a dog areas of the world where it is not so easy um and just, you know, the idea of traveling with a dog and a baby is stressful. <laughs> We've done it before when we moved to Europe previously just with the dog. And that was already, um, you know, a little tough. So adding a baby to that is going to be very rough. Um, like most things, I think having a dog, uh, there are, like, it makes life harder, right? Like if you, you know, if you and your partner both work nine to five and you need to come home and let the dog out, you can't go to happy hour. You can't go to drinks. You got to sort of plan your whole day around, okay, we need to be home at this time to let the dog out. And then, you know, you got to 
walks and food and vet visits and all that stuff um stressful oh yeah just she's on a special like vet diet right now and the idea that we would have to like buy this expensive vet food and ship it from canada to wherever we are in the world on our baby trip and pay some sort of weird duty fines and maybe they don't let canadian dog food come through it's just it's all very stressful (laughs) very worried about how she's going to impact our baby trip and the last thing i'm worried about which i'm sure is not the actual complete list of my worries i am full of worries. I got a ton for you. Um, but another big one, I guess, that I am worried about is, uh, God forbid, our baby is allergic to dogs. I have heard of this happening. It's happened to a friend of mine and it's so sad. They ended up uh, rehoming their dog just because their baby's allergies were so intense. And I mean, what are you going to do, right? Like it's, it's tough. Um, and I, love my dog absolutely love her she drives me crazy but absolutely absolutely love her would you know spend way too much money on the vet for her already do with her food and and medications and things like that um but i struggle a lot when people try to equate having a dog with having a baby it is not the same thing um if you are a pet owner uh i hope hope you know that there is you know we say we would do anything for our dogs, but there, there is a limit, right? Everyone's got that limit, that number where if the vet tells you, Hey, it's going to cost this much money, um, you know, to maybe help them out. Uh, everyone's got their limit. Um, not a nice thing to think about, of course, but I just wanted to put that out there. Cause I know I've heard of, you know, parents who rehome dogs when there are baby allergies or things like that. And they always get all this flack of people being like, Oh my God, just give your kid allergy medicine. Like, of course they thought of that. I'm sure they had lots of talks with their pediatrician or other healthcare professionals to figure out how to make it work. And sometimes it just can't. And like, you're choosing your baby over your dog every day of the week. It's, it's just true, right? Like we, we put dogs to sleep. We don't put babies to sleep. There's, and by put to sleep, you know what I mean? Um, But there is a very big difference. And I, I don't think it's, accurate to ever say a dog is the same thing as a baby. You might love them a lot, but I I think they're different. Anyways, I'm sure I am talking to people who understand what I'm saying. So I will leave it there. But those are my list of worries, things that I am nervous about in bringing a baby home to our dog. Next, I wanted to talk about our plan. Um, and this is very loose. Like if there's a word less committal than plan, our thoughts maybe <laughs> would make more sense. So basically how I am currently thinking of addressing all of those worries and issues. And I definitely don't have this worked out. This is not set in stone. This isn't something where I'm like, here is exactly what we're going to do to fix everything. I don't have that. And I, I wish I did, but I know that there are quite a few obstacles in the way. So first things first, I think we should bring in a trainer and I, I hope we do. I, I want us to, um, if not to, you know, directly teach us how to make sure that the dog and the baby get along, at least to deal with some of the other issues, like for example, her reactivity with other dogs, if that was something that we could sort of have sorted out, um, or, you know, figuring out how to get her out of the bed at night, if that's going to be a big concern. Um, oh, though that one breaks my heart a little bit, so I don't know about that, but bringing in a trainer to get some sort of advice or training, I think will be very helpful. We have had a trainer in the past. We got, um, we had a few training sessions when we first adopted her just because she was a rescue. It sort of came as part of the deal. Um, and she did that thing where she was on her like absolute best behavior. She was great in front of the trainer and they were like, why are you even here? And then, you know, we take her home and a few weeks or months later, it's like, oh wait, we have problems. Come back. (laughs) Um, and then when we were living in Europe, because again, it was a very dog friendly place where we were, we actually, uh, and we ended up making friends with somebody who was a dog trainer. So we had a few sessions with her and, um, 
and it, it worked great. Um, but I think just it's us, right? They always say the training is more for the humans than for the dogs. My husband and I, we just, we let it slide. We're not, we're not the greatest. <laughs> we are lazy. We are bad at boundaries. Um, so we did not keep up the training because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to cross the road rather than to have to do a whole big thing every time your dog runs into another dog, which is awful and not great for her, but um, it's the reality of life. So we should get a trainer in. I want us to. I am just a little bit, I guess, pessimistic about how much we're going to keep up whatever training we get. Um, also, you know, it's going to be expensive and we're going to have other things on our minds as we obviously prepare for a baby. So uh, I, I will say we will bring in a trainer. I don't know how well it will work. <laughs> um, I don't want to be horribly strict about things. You know, I sort of said this already, but like, you know, our dog loves to be close to us and I don't want it to be a thing where, you know, she's not allowed on the couch and she's not allowed in the bed and she's not allowed to sit next to us and we don't pet her in front of the kid or, you know, we don't pet her at all. Like, and I, I know a lot of that has to do with my own personal feelings. Like I'm putting on this. It makes me feel bad to not be able to do that. But I do truly believe like she likes it. She likes to be close to us. She enjoys that. That's her favorite, you know, spot to be is right in between me and my husband getting belly rubs, being cozy, being like close to us. She loves that. And when it's not bothering me, I like it too. <laughs> when she's not straight up annoying me, um, it's sweet. It's nice, right? Like that's one of the reasons we have a dog is that closeness. Um, and I like that she sees us as these like, you know, safe, loving people that she wants to spend time with. So I, I wouldn't want to incorporate anything that's like, okay, she can't be on the couch. She can't be on the bed. Can't pet her. She can't be close to you. Um, cause it makes me feel bad. And I, I do think it's not what she would want either, but I get that. And I'm sure if I had a dog trainer on this podcast, they would explain why I'm wrong about this and that it actually is really important. And having these boundaries are not only, you know, safe and good for my baby, but they're also really good for my dog. Like she will understand what's going on and she will still get love just in different ways or at different times. So again, back to that first point, I should bring in a trainer <laughs> and get some proper education on this. And maybe that'll help me get over the guilt of, you know, changing up my dog's routine and not letting her do certain things. Um, and hopefully they'll also help me get over, like, I guess it's just laziness, right? Of when we let the training slide, if there's, you know, simple things we can do, or if we bring them back in for refresher sessions or something like that. I do have a few things that um, make me feel a bit better about all of these worries. Uh, the first being that luckily, luckily for us, uh, well, the dog we chose, she's very small. She's like 11 pounds. Um, I think that's like six kilos if you are listening in a kilogram part of the world. <laughs> um, she has next to no teeth. When we got her, she had a bunch of teeth rot. So we had to get a bunch of her teeth pulled. And then I think she's just got the genes for bad teeth um, as well as we do not, excuse me, do not brush them regularly. So she has truly like 10 teeth left or something like that. Um, so because she is so tiny and because she has so few teeth, there's not a real worry of danger. Um, she has like sort of nipped at uh, my husband more than me a couple times. And it's sort of a little bit like, oh, ouch, but it's not like I would never be worried about her seriously hurting um, our baby. I'm sure there are people out there who have stories of a chihuahua doing things, but like it's really not a situation where I think she could um, seriously injure or harm our baby. Maybe, maybe if she was really, really upset and she took a real good bite, she might be able to break the skin. That would be about it. Um, but that being said, uh, we will always be home to supervise. I work from home. And as I shared in the previous episode, the plan is for my husband to take off, uh, the full parental leave, possibly up to 18 months. So he will be home too. So we will always be, you know, with 
um, our dog and our baby, they will never be left alone. If one of us is showering or cooking, the other one will be there. Also having two of us at home, I think will really help in terms of our dog not feeling neglected. There is someone who can, um, you know, spend time with her, play with her, take her on a walk, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, I think that'll be very uh, helpful to have that support with two people at home to take care of the baby. There also is that person who can sort of spend a little bit more time with the dog. And outside of her issues of um, being reactive with other dogs and also barking like wild uh, anytime someone knocks on her door, which I think is just like a common dog trait. Anytime she starts barking, the whole hallway of our dove in our condo here goes wild or any of the dogs, anytime one of them starts, the rest of them all have to join in. But outside of those two times, she's actually very chill. Uh, currently, she is fast asleep. She's been fast asleep in her little dog bed since I got up at like, you know, I walked her at like 7 30, 8 o'clock. She's been in there asleep and she will stay there asleep probably till like 4 p.m. So she truly does sleep the day away. She loves just curling up for a nap. She is getting older. Um, so I think all of those things uh, are are things I'm very grateful for that she's small that she, you know we will have people here to watch her take care of her give her company and that she is generally pretty chill <laughs> I am secretly hoping that she bonds with our baby I know you've seen those cute videos of like babies all snuggled up with their dogs or dogs who come in and like defend their babies or play with them or let the babies you know sit on them or whatever um i know every single time those videos get shared the dog trainers all sort of like shudder because that's you know you're not supposed to do that or okay you're lucky that your dog is chill or look that dog is actually displaying signs of anxiety they get snap um and you do have to do some work to actually make it an environment where your baby and your dog are comfortable with each other and both feeling you know safe um but i'm secretly hoping that there is that bond right now our dog is definitely more bonded to me than my husband and i think part of that is because i'm home all day she spends all day with me um i think the other part of that is just because she's a rescue i think she did have some bad experiences with men in the past and i know that's a common trait among rescues being more scared of men so i think uh she's a little bit more connected to me and i'm hoping if the baby like smells like me or something like that she will also be more connected to the baby more protective of the baby we find um often that uh she's actually protective of me and if like my husband gets too close she kind of freaks out which is hilarious um we have to keep explaining to her like no he's fine we like him he's he's been here it's no problem um but i'm secretly hoping that that will kick in with the baby as well i'm hoping as well that i use this episode like actually you know sitting down talking this through stating all of my worries out loud and my plan um that this is actually sort of like the kick in the butt that i need again not that i i don't want to get started on any of this sooner than we need to we are not pregnant so i don't think it's time to bring in someone to talk about um what we'll do with the baby just you know who knows this might not ever happen for us right um but i'm hoping that this episode is sort of a little bit of like an inspiration for me that actually motivates me to bring in the help we need do some research do some training and make it an environment that is safe that is comfortable that is enjoyable not just for our dog um and not just for our baby but like for us too right because as much as obviously priority number one is keeping the baby safe um and then i think you know after that is making sure that my dog is still happy and, and healthy and whatever but it's also for us like i don't want to be worried every single time my dog and my baby are in the same room and you know anxious every night when the dog comes to bed and dreading every single walk because even right now just with the reactivity that my dog has i find myself some sort of dreading going out on walks with her which is sad i don't want to feel that which probably means i should bring in a trainer now <laughs> uh, maybe i will um 
but yeah, I, I hope so, just saying these things out loud is motivating and I hope it is inspiration for me to actually take action in the future. Um, and hopefully for you too. <laughs> Um, I will just say before I close this episode out, um, just on the whole rehoming topic, because I know that that is something that comes up a lot when people talk about bringing babies home to houses that already have dogs. Um, I assume everyone listening is a very considerate, uh, caring, loving dog owner that you brought your dog home with the best of intentions, with, um, you know, the knowledge that a dog is a lifelong commitment. This isn't something you just like, you know, pick up one day when you are bored and lazy, not really thinking it through. Um, personally, I don't really love the idea of rehoming a dog. I have heard of people who rehome when lifestyles change. And I, above all, I think the decision needs to be what is best for your dog. Um, so totally, if, you know, something happens and you just truly cannot be there for your dog anymore, rehoming is probably the kindest thing that you can do. But um, I, I don't really love when it's done callously and when it's like, oh, well, you know, our life changed. Like, okay, you maybe should have thought about that, right? Before you bought a dog, before you decided to bring a dog into your life, um, maybe you should have thought ahead. And I'm talking to myself here too, because 100% when we adopted our dog, we were not thinking about having a family. We were not thinking about even, you know, we moved abroad, we moved to Europe and we brought our dog with us. That wasn't something that was really in the cards when we first adopted her. And yes, maybe I should have spent a few days, a few weeks, a few months sitting down and chatting with my then boyfriend, now husband, about what we want our life to look like and where a dog fits in. There definitely was... Um, a little bit of spontaneity that went with it. We started out uh, fostering her and it was, you know, foster fail. We ended up adopting her. Um, so when we first got her, there wasn't that permanency, but we definitely should have had more conversations uh, before we decided to adopt her. And I, I don't regret it at all. She is my um, favorite, <laughs> favorite person as much as she drives me up the wall. Um, she's my favorite and I love her. And I know she has made our life so much better, especially in these last couple years of the pandemic, um, working from home, you know, not being able to see people. It has been so nice to have a dog to get me out of the house on walks and to get some fresh air and to sort of run into other people and having her for company as I work from home is great. No regrets at all. Um, but I think we could have put a lot more intentional thought into the conversation and talked about things of like, you know, okay, what happens if we do want to move abroad? What happens if we do have a baby? What happens if we never have a home with a backyard? What is our plan? What does this, you know, what does this mean for our everyday life? And I think if you are having those conversations, it's more about how um, you can sort of make sacrifices or changes or whatever, bring in trainers, things like that, so that everyone is happy. Because truly, it's not, you know, it's not your dog's fault. They shouldn't be punished because you didn't think ahead or because you're bringing home a baby and, you know, things get complicated. Um, again, dog's best interest first, but like sometimes the dog's best interest um, means a little bit more work and sacrifice on your part. And it's not just taking the easy way out of rehoming them. Um, but of course, like, you know, no judgment. I don't know your lifestyle. I don't know what's changed. It could be, you know, that situation where your baby is deathly allergic or something like that, right? I don't know. So no judgment here. And again, I assume everyone listening is kind and considerate and would never want to or even really consider rehoming their dog unless it was the most dire of circumstances. I just kind of wanted to put that out there as like, I've heard of that as a trend, especially in the pandemic. A lot of people got dogs just because, you know, life sucked and we needed we needed something. We were at home and they may not have thought of where life would go or where life could go. And I think the whole rehoming thing has become like a, a 
easy, I don't want to say easy way out because I'm sure it's difficult, but it's just not something that we are really, really considering unless of course, you know, we have those deathly allergies or something like that. Um, and I, and I do think it's something where like the first step should be, uh, some sacrifices on your part and investing in training or whatever it is you need to do before just looking for uh, someone to take the dog. Okay, sorry, that is a very sad place to end this episode. But um, I hope the episode in, in, in its entirety, besides these last two depressing minutes, uh, was kind of helpful. I know I didn't have any real answers. So the question of will my dog like my baby and vice versa, I haven't answered that question. And I don't think it's possible to answer that um, until my baby hopefully one day shows up. Um, and even then, I think that answer could change a lot as my baby and my dog grow together. Um, but I hope it sort of helped you feel, I don't know, feel seen, feel like you're not alone in this. If you are also worried about bringing a baby home uh, to a house with a dog and how that's going to change things for you and your dog, and you're worried about training and issues and things like that, um, know that you're not alone. Um, there are a lot of us out there who are also worried about these same things. I hope you find the resources, the experts that you need, and that you have um, a very smooth transition. And hopefully your uh, furry friend will love your little one and vice versa. <laughs> Good luck to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.